Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and after over a decade of waiting, the sequel to Avatar is out. That's right, Avatar The Way of Water has been released around the world, so we will take a look at how it opened as well as other news, including new trailers and updates for streaming services. Let's start with the domestic box office. Opening in first place is no surprise, and that is Avatar The Way of Water with $134 million. Dropping to second place is Black Panther Wakanda Forever with $5.4 million for a total of $418.9 million. Third place was Violent Night with $5 million for a total of $34.9 million. Fourth place was Strange World with $2.2 million for a total of $33.8 million. And in fifth place was The Menu with $1.7 million for a total of $32.1 million. So Avatar actually came in under projections from analysts. They were expecting around $150 million for its opening weekend, maybe as high as 170 But that clearly didn't happen. But I don't think this is a cause for concern. Not yet, anyway. First, Avatar is getting good word of mouth from audiences, and the holiday seasons is usually leggy. That, and thanks to a light schedule until February, means Avatar has a lot of time to earn its cash. Now, if it drops hard next week, then maybe it might be you know, time to get a bit worried, but for now, let's see how it does by the end of the year. As for everything else, well, they dropped as expected, so can't really add anything there. In China, Avatar The Way of Water had a solid opening, but not one as big as 20th Century and Disney were hoping for. It opened in first place with $56.7 million, which, considering the year the Chinese box office has had, is great this was expected to have a monster opening in normal times. Sadly, COVID cases keep rising all over the country, so between people getting sick and people staying home to try and not get it, we get a smaller than expected opening. Still, if the film was allowed to play longer than a few weeks in theaters, this could still finish with at least 200 million, which would make it one of the biggest films in China for the year. In second place was One Piece Film Red with 910,000 for a total of 21.6 million. Uh, third place was Detective Conan with 320,000 for a total of 24.8 million. And fourth place was The Tipping Point with 140,000 for a total of 25.4 million. And in fifth place was Homecoming with 100,000 for a total of 235.7 million. Looking at worldwide numbers, Avatar did great numbers overseas, with The Way of Water making 307.6 million internationally for a worldwide opening of 441.6 million. Almost half a billion in three days is a great start. And for its strong international numbers, it's to be expected. The first one did make most of its money overseas. So if it is to have a similar success, it will need to do that again. Black Panther Wakanda Forever made another 3.8 million for a worldwide total of 786.5 million. While it's slow, it will hit 800 million worldwide. Violent Night made 2.3 million for a worldwide total of 55.1 million. And Puss in Boots The Last Wish continues its international run before opening domestically, making 3.8 million for a total of 13.6 million. Moving away from the numbers, let's get into the news and we'll start off with some sad news. Uh, this is an update to a death from earlier in the year where one of the stars of Triangle of Sadness died suddenly, Jabari Dean. It was confirmed this past week that she died due to sepsis after being exposed to bacteria. 
that is a terrible way to go. And I think it is a reminder to everyone, if you start to have symptoms similar to sepsis, please just go to the hospital. When sepsis hits, it hits fast. So time is of the essence. Changing topics, we have some small release date changes. Sony is already changing the release date of their upcoming film, 65, starring Adam Driver. It was set to come out March 10th against Scream 6, but will instead come out one week later, March 17th. It will now go up against Shazam! Fury of the Gods. That is an interesting choice. It makes the opening weekend for Shazam, I think, a bit tougher. I take it Sony has a bit of faith in this film if they prefer opening up against Shazam than Scream. The next release date change comes from Searchlight Pictures, where they are moving Next Goal Wins, the Taika Waititi's film starring Michael Fassbender. It was set to come out in April, but has been pushed back to September 22nd. It will go up against Expendables 4 in its opening weekend. We have other Avatar news, other than The Way of Water being released. James Cameron has said that he had to film some scenes from Avatar 3 and 4, with the Way of Water's production to avoid the issue of the younger cast aging too fast. Personally, with how this franchise has been built so far, I really want to see a documentary at the end of it just going over in detail the behind the scenes of making them. It's rare to have a film come out and on the press circuit be like, oh oh yeah, no, we've already filmed scenes two movies ahead. But that's James Cameron for you. Now let's go to what is becoming the weekly DC update over at Warner Brothers. This week we heard from both Dwayne Johnson and James Gunn that Black Adam is now on pause. Uh, what they are saying is that the character will not be a part of the first phase of the new DC universe, but that they will work together to try and fit Black Adam in multiverse parts. Here is part of Johnson's statement he posted on social media. Quote, James Gunn and I connected and Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. James and I have known each other for years and have always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC and Marvel to win and win big. End quote. James Gunn also replied to the story saying he is looking forward to collaborating with Johnson and his production company soon. Overall, this is not a surprise, especially as Henry Cavill was dropped as Superman. What caught my eye, though, was in the statement, Johnson said multiverse chapters. This makes me think that the reboot of DC will use the multiverse to keep some current characters while rebooting others. How they do that exactly, I'm not sure. Also, I think this is partially a way to let people know, hey, Black Adam 2 isn't happening at all. Because, again, they are saying Black Adam will come back at some point in the future, whenever that will be. But that means he can come back as a supporting character or in a cameo role. But based on box office returns and the changes already happening, but yeah, I think to shut the door on Black Adam 2, it's just not happening. And honestly, I'm not too disappointed in that. James Gunn has also replied to fans on social media, saying that he is not sure where people are getting the idea that Gal Gadot was booted from DC. This is in response to the news that as of now, Wonder Woman 3 is not being it's not moving forward at Warner Brothers. Now, this can mean a few things. One, while Wonder Woman 3 is not happening, Gunn does have plans for Gal Gadot to come back as Wonder Woman in the new DC universe, or that she voluntarily quit the role, which I think that's highly unlikely. I would have thought they would look to recast her as well, but maybe not. We can't know for sure right now as there are not a lot of details available. Hopefully in January, when they are supposed to announce some of the films, we get a better idea of what is going to happen. Also this week, Zachary Levi came out in defense of both Gunn and Peter Safran on Instagram. Quote, 
You have no idea the reasonings behind any of the decisions that are going on, the amount of conjecture and rumor mill and drama and nonsense that keeps getting spun around out there on Instagram and Twitter is laughable. It is unbelievably laughable. So I would just say be patient and give them some space and some time to try and really make something special. End quote. Levi is right in that we really do have to be patient to get an actual update on what is going to happen first before we all freak out. Like, all we know for sure is there's a new Superman movie in the works and we'll focus on a younger version of the character. And that's it. There's a whole franchise that basically has to be built up and that takes a lot of planning. For the Oscars, the shortlist for some of the categories have been released and I wanted to highlight the international films as that could get exciting. Right now, of the remaining 15, all the expected ones are still there, with no major snub. So from South Korea, we have Decision to Leave. Ireland, we have The Quiet Girl. Germany, All Quiet on the Western Front. And from Argentina, we have Argentina 1985. I would say those are the four you should be paying attention to as we get closer to the nominations. Tom Cruise released a video thanking everyone for going out to the theaters to watch Top Gun Maverick, how it's an honor to entertain people, and wishing everyone a happy holiday. He said this while jumping out of a plane as he is filming for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It's a cool video and I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. This is an interesting story this week, but a federal judge has ruled that a lawsuit can move forward regarding people suing studios for false advertising. This all started when two people rented the Universal film yesterday. It came out, I think, back in 2019. The issue was that they watched the trailer before renting the film, okay, normal, and they noticed that Anna de Arms was in the trailer. They are both fans of the actress, so they rented the movie, except that she was not in it as her scenes did not make the final cut. But they were used in the trailer to advertise the film. They then filed a class action lawsuit against Universal. The judge has ruled right now that the case can move forward to discovery, as that while Universal does have editorial and creative rights, over how a trailer is made. The trailer itself is a commercial product meant to sell a movie, and based on the trailer for yesterday, people could expect that Ana de Armas would appear at some point in the film. What's crazy here is the class action lawsuit is looking for $5 million, which is insane. As for what this means for studios right now, nothing really. Again, this is going to discovery now, so it's going to be a while before any final decision comes from it. If anyone should worry, it would be Marvel Studios. They love to have some scenes in the trailer to throw people off as to what happens in the film. I think one of the more famous ones of this is one of the Infinity War trailers where you have the group shot of everyone running in the open field, right? You got Captain America, you got Hulk, right? Who after the first battle, Hulk just never appeared, but he's there running with Black Widow. Everyone's like, that scene wasn't even close to happening in the film. But it's used to get people excited and, you know, deviate from what's actually going to happen. Of course, I would prefer studios to not use scenes in a trailer or actors whose parts get cut. Um, I do understand it's hard not to as things change all the time. When a trailer is normally released, you know, three months out, six months out from a film, it's still in post-production and in editing, so things could change. Maybe four months before the movie comes out, they were going to have this scene in. Two months later, they wrap up. It's not in it anymore. So, I would prefer them to only use scenes that they know will be in the film or actors who will be in the film. But it's a constant progress up until the the month of release. So, and 
going back to Marvel movies, some Marvel movies, you know, they joke about how, you know, it's not done until the week of the premiere. So everything can change. Um, also, the five million is stupid. Like, I know it's a class action, but come on. Like, how many people are we going to get? Like, I, I just feel that's more for the lawyers. AMC mentioned in an SEC filing that they have had earlier discussions with Cineworld about possibly buying some theaters from them in both the U.S. and Europe, but that negotiations are not ongoing anymore. Maybe AMC offered too little for the theaters, or maybe they didn't have enough. It was mentioned that the theater chain would fund this by issuing more Ape shares, which are their preferred shares for the company. While these current discussions did not lead to anything, uh, I still think by the end of the bankruptcy proceedings, Cineworld will sell some theaters to either AMC or Cinemark. It just makes too much sense. For trailers, we only got one, but it's the second trailer for Christopher Nolan's next film, Oppenheimer. While the film has a star-studded cast, the trailer, for the most part, focused on the lead, Killian Murphy. It looks great, and still looking forward to watching it. start off VOD Premium with Disney possibly ending their war against France. This goes back to their, what I consider personally, asinine laws about how a studio can release a film. Due to these laws, Disney recently skipped a theatrical release for Strange World and instead released it directly to Disney Plus to get around these laws. What's happening now is possibly a change to the current laws, uh, part of which is five months after a theatrically released film is on a streaming service, it must be removed from the service so that French free-to-air channels can have an exclusive window for it. And the window can last up to 14 months. As for what the proposed change would be, well, the films would have to be removed from streaming 22 months after theatrical release, which is the same as it is now. But the wait would only be 60 days from when it's first available on a free-to-air channel. Basically, after those 60 days, the channel and streaming service can both have the film to air. All parties involved would need to approve this before the change actually happens, and currently Canal, with their Canal Plus streaming service, are against these changes. A shock, a French company is against these changes. What a surprise. Uh, I think the changes are a good step forward, but not a complete fix for what they currently have in place right now. I understand they're trying to protect the French entertainment industry, I get that, but a lot of how this is done right now is backwards, and personally, I don't see why the French companies should get special treatment. I gotta understand French government I was obviously going to look out for them first, I get it, but like, as an outsider looking in, where it's like, it's in theaters, fine, it goes to, you know, paid channels, fine, VOD, fine, but then like, once it hits streaming, it's like, well, it goes on streaming, but then it doesn't go on streaming, and then free-to-air is like, what are we still doing with free-to-air channels? So, it's just all, they need to simplify the process, that's what I'm getting at. Now let's go to Netflix where they have, they have a few things going on. First, we got confirmation from Netflix that the Luther film will be coming out in March and has a title now, Luther, The Fallen Son. As a fan of the show, I can't wait to watch it. No trailer is out just yet. I was going to list this show as something to watch over the holidays, but considering the terrible reviews, I can't. The Witcher Blood Origin reviews are out and it's trash coming in at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. And considering how fans of The Witcher have not liked how the adaptation has been going so far, this spinoff with poor reviews is only going to make them angrier. The streamer is getting into exercise videos by adding Nike Training Club workouts. Like the ones from Apple, these are pre-recorded workouts showing what you can do. Uh, the first five will be available on December 30th, with the rest coming out in batches throughout 2023. In total, there will be 90 exercise videos. 
I think this is a good way for Netflix to branch out into new content, especially as a lot of people try to refocus on losing weight at the start of a new year. As long as they advertise it's there on people's homepage, then I think they'll get a decent amount of views. According to Antenna, a research firm, uh, in November, Netflix's ad tier plan was the least popular one in the United States, accounting for only 9% of new signups and only 0.1% switched down to it. Netflix has come out and said that these numbers are not accurate, but they didn't release their own to correct them. Can't say I'm too surprised due to the limitations of the ad tier, like 720p and some content just not being available to watch. I think it'll pick up over time, though, but specifically, I think it'll, the plan will be more popular in other countries. Also, we got more confirmation that Wednesday is a hit. The past few weeks, we have seen it on the Netflix Top 10, and now Nielsen has released their numbers for the week it debuted. While it was only available for five of those seven days, the show was watched 5.98 billion minutes, making it the second biggest of all time for a week. First place is still Stranger Things when the fourth season released, coming in at 7.2 billion. Just like how it has dominated the Netflix Top 10, these numbers just confirm again that Netflix has another hit show on their hand. And for Paramount+, Plus, they confirmed that 1923 had the biggest premiere yet on a service, bringing in 7.4 million viewers for its debut episode. Should note that this also includes people who watched it on the Paramount Network uh, channel on cable, though I would think the majority of people watching it are doing so via streaming. As for what to watch over the holidays, well, Top Gun Maverick is on Paramount+, Plus. Strange World is on Disney+, Plus. and of course, there are films that have come out over the past few weeks, like uh, The Banshee, Alvina Sharon on HBO Max, and Spirited on Apple TV+. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you to everyone for listening, and I wish everyone has a happy holidays. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Links to them are in the show notes. See you next time. Thank you.